Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. G'day guys and girls, welcome to the SC Playbook question and answer podcast for NRL Supercoach round 20, Tim Williams on deck this week, coming in live and loud from London Town today, so uh, getting towards the end of the trip, so back on the weekend to the mighty Australia, where normal programming will resume, shout out to Maxi Bryden for taking over the SC Playbook potty while I've been away, and the entire Playbook crew who have all chipped in at different times for helping out to keep things going as normal. Quick shout-out also to the mighty New South Wales Blues for getting up in Game 3. Now, today's podcast, again, pretty short and sharp, a little limited on time, but we'll be punching through a quick few of the SC Playbook subscriber questions from our WhatsApp chat. Uh, if I don't get to your question, I will, over the next sort of day and a bit before Game 1 kicks off for the round, I'll try and jump in and answer that in the group. I'll also jump through my... Trade and skipper plans for the week, how the team's setting up and how we're running, uh, and also hopefully my trade plans for next week, which with a bit of luck should just about set me up for the season, but it's super coach and we know things don't always work out that way, so fingers crossed. Stallions last week went up about 200 spots or so, went okay. I feel like the story of the season for me a little bit has just been... Mediocrity is probably a bit harsh. The the boys have been going rock solid every week, but just still cannot seem to jag uh, that big sort of one fifty plus score. And there's been a, a fair few of them this season. Uh, they seem to be eluding my boys, but who knows? This might be the week. So sitting in pretty well four thousand on the dot overall. So not a bad spot to be. But uh, once again, yeah, hopefully jag a few of the bigger ones. Depth for the squad is looking really really good. So hopefully that pays off in the back end of the season. Now, let's get stuck into the first of the questions for the week. First question from Bo. Keep Hopgood or Big Red being Corey Horsburgh? I would be keeping Jermaine Hopgood, averaging 74 this season. And just looks absolutely elite to me in terms of Supercoach players. Now, I know Parramatta do have some... some they're, they're getting back to pretty close to full strength in their pack, so maybe minutes reduce a little bit, I suppose, is the only risk, but... I think with he's proven how good he's been for them this season in a big sort of 60-plus minute role. And there's just such attacking upside in, in him as well, I think more than, than Big Red. So I, I do think that I'd be keeping Hopgood. The only exception to this would be if you really need his uh, Big Red's dual front row forward, second row status, and you're a bit short on trades. And there'll be a lot of people out there that are in this position. And to, if you've got, say, three gun front row forwards and 
the ability to interchange. You might be, say, a Samuel Finu owner who's dual front row, second row, and you can chop and change them when you need it. I know, obviously, Joe Tarpany for the Raiders is pretty popular front row on the buy this week, so people might be short. The Warriors have the buy in a few weeks, so any AFB owners, Fanua Blake or Torhu Harris, they'll be short. Payne Hass has obviously had a game this week. So, yeah, I think the only exception would be if you really need his dual status, which uh, would, would not be a massive shot. Ties in nicely to the next question from Rick Saunders. I currently don't have Hopgood. Is it okay to go without him for head-to-head finals? Uh, yeah, mate. D- despite saying that I-, I think he's a really great hold, now that we've gone through the buy period and Parramatta had that great buy period schedule, I know they've got a buy pretty late on in the season, so around 27. Whether or not your league settings are configured to be playing in round 27 in grand final, I'm not sure. If they are, then yes, yeah, certainly you don't really need him because he'd be missing the grand final for you. Uh, and as I said, that Parramatta do have a lot of players back coming back at the moment. So even like Ryan Madison's on the bench, he'll probably play fifty to fifty-five off the bench. So you know he's not necessarily a buy. Jermaine Hopgood. Next question from Paul for the run home: Could you rotate CNK, Garrick, and Asaka at fullback as long as Gluhans is replaced at centre wing? Uh, if not, I'd get Walsh or Teddy as a pod, then rotate CNK and Garrick. Look, you could, Paulie, but I would be going for one of the out-and-out gun fullbacks in Supercoach there. I-, I think Walsh and Teddy are both great buys. I mean, Teddy, who's not been in the best of form, is awesome in Supercoach, uh, Supercoach in State of Origin. But even in poor form, Teddy of late, what he's got a five round average of. I'm an owner and I've sort of been looking at opportunities to potentially sell him. And then the last five rounds, he's averaging 85 points with two scores of 118 in there. And he's had his poor score of 32 against the Raiders, put 66 on the Panthers, which is no sort of mean feat. So, yeah, I, th- I think Teddy's a great pod. And Reese Walsh is also next week. I think he's bottoming out really nicely in price and looks like. A really good alternative, cheaper option to, you know, Clint Gutherson, Scott Drinkwater, who are just at top, top dollar there. So, yeah, I, I would be looking to get one of those, those guys in. Next question from Kongi. Who would you flick out of Ford, Bateman, and Hamole to bring in for feeder? Cheers. Look, you could make an argument for all of them, but for me, I would be getting rid of Jackson Ford. Uh, he's also a player that if you do, or others out there do own and needed to hold him and they were short on trades, he, he's been rock solid all year. I think he's scratching the surface of tries as well, probably playing more so on that left edge and not being on SJ's edge hurts a little bit because SJ's edge gets so much quality ball in saying that. That last week Metcalf on the left was dynamic. But yeah, I think probably Ford is the one to go there. Question from Troy Anderson, really want Marju. Uh, here, here, mate. Don't we all? Would you jump off the Asako chain to do it, or other options? Gutho to Marju, or just hold fire two sideways? Yeah, he looks the goods, Marju, and he's just he'll benefit so much from KP being on a tear as well. The Tigers matchup this week looks brilliant for him as well. I definitely wouldn't go Gutho to Marju. I think Gutho's a hold to the end of the season. I think that's a wasted trade. I think Asako to Marju is a good trade if you have enough trades up the sleeve, you know. It all depends how your team's set up. And not only you'll know if you feel you've got enough trades and how many you'll need for the run home, it's 
it's probably the definition of a luxury trade can't making it but if you can make it yep I would do it question from Josh who's the best 5-8 to pair with Cody for the run home thing is between Ponga and Munster but happy to consider anyone thanks mate uh, the boys had a, a great chat on this about this on the SC Paper Potty. Was it? Was it? Uh, oh, I can't remember the phrase they used, but oh, bra- bracketology, supercoach bracketology, getting the best players for the run home and prioritising Maxi and the Spy. I think the Spy went Ponga. I am going with Cameron Munster. I think he's the man. I just think Melbourne playing for that sort of top four spot. They'll get up every week. Top four and even top eight spot, arguably. It's so tight, the comp this season. Munster will be fired up after Origin, as he always is. He's averaging, what, 74 or so anyway this season. The goal kicking for Ponga obviously helps a lot, but I know he's gone a good stretch without getting injured or getting into concussions or anything, which has been such a joy for footy fans and especially Knights fans, but the injury risk is still there. And this time of year, I just think Munster's the safer bet. Add in that he's also about, what, Almost 100k cheaper or 90k cheaper, that, that helps too. Question from Adam. You can only get one for f- one this week for Feeder or Ponga. Who are you grabbing? Like, if, if, I, if you're asking if you could only get one for the run home, I'd say pretty comfortably for Feeder just because he's such a high ceiling player in a typically non high scoring position in 2RF. High ceiling, that is. You know, you, you get tons there, but. Not big ones like we know Fafita's capable of, especially week in, week out. If it's this week, I'd be going Ponga because I think Fafita, he only played 33 or so minutes in Origin, which is a bit perplexing, but uh, great for super coach. So he should go out and play his 80 or, or near enough to it. But Ponga is about to make a, a ton of cash, a ton more. Like He'll get out of hand pretty quickly, I think, whereas Fafita could potentially wait a week. Uh, and Ponga's matchup with the Tigers as well. So if you are planning on getting both, which if you're getting Ponga, I would hope that you know you do have plans to get for feeder as well. I think Ponga this week. Good question from BS. Do we need Alex Johnson for the run home? Look, he hasn't sort of set the world light with the 56-point average this season. He's dropped off poorly with f- for four weeks, four scores in the first part, past four weeks, I should say, of 21, 66, 45, and 28. But it's been through the origin period where the Bunnies have been missing key players. Obviously, they have the buy this week, so lots of people are looking at selling. I, though, look at Latrell Mitchell back next week, Cody Walker putting on an origin clinic. They'll be back to full strength. Broncos next week is tough. Then they go Tigers, Sharks, Dragons, Knights, buy, then Roosters. It's a great run home. And AJ just looks... A perfect play in nearly all of those games. Our CT Derby should be pretty stacked, so I, I just I think he's the ultimate fifth centre wing to play on matchup. That Broncos game at Suncorp potentially sit him, but even that's like it's a dry track at Suncorp. Bunny's fresh off a buy. Uh, I think he's a hold, but obviously with the buy this week and buy around twenty six, I fully understand if he needs to make way for you. Next question from Bloomer. Billy Smith, Jared Croker, or Valence Tafade, who to sell this week for Munster? Oh, I think it's got to be probably Tafade, doesn't it? Just due to the fact that he's not actually in the team. Job security's obviously been questionable for him for a fair while. He's made a bit of decent coin, 200k, up to 400 
But just with that job security issue, I think he'd be the one I'd be flipping because numbers are just going to be so crucial in the back end of the season and, and at least Billy and Croker look semi-locked into their, their spots in their side. Guys, if you're out there and you're a bit wounded today, your bank account was wounded because you're a Queenslander, you got a bit too cocky and you loaded up on the Maroons 13-plus for the series whitewash and then you had a stack of same-game multis on with every Queenslander scoring tries and then obviously the Mighty Blues came out and, and stopped the whitewash and recovered a bit of dignity after a tough series thus far. Uh, guys, there's a bit of help available for... It might be a sign that your, your gambling is getting a little bit out of control and, and it doesn't have to be, you know, you considered a, a problem gambler. It might just be struggling to keep a little bit on top of your finances and probably you'll want to be cutting down a bet or two a week or it might be more than that. You might be in a problem where you know you definitely have a gambling problem. Take the brave step. Reach out to Gareth Wyatt and his team at Seekle. They will... There is obviously this help available. Make the move. Get on top of your gambling. You can email Gareth at gareth.w at seekle.org.au. That's Seekle, C-E-C-A-L. You can give them a buzz on 02-9559-4013 or reach out to them with a direct message on Instagram at Seekle Gambling. Uh, completely free, confidential, and yeah, I just think it's a, a brilliant step to make if, if you are at that point with your punting, so... Reach out. I know a lot of Playbook listeners already have done so and they've come from all walks of life, all different industries, and I think the results have been pretty outstanding from what I've heard. So, yeah, good luck. Question from Jackson. Hey, mate, would you go early on a Sarko to Latrell head-to-head player? Yeah, if your team's set up well enough this week and you look at your finances, you look at Sarko's break-even of it's about 117 Tough matchup with the Panthers where you'd be a little reluctant to play him anyway. Uh, yeah, so if you've got a good 17 this week, I think that's not a bad play if you're sort of getting ahead of the game for next week and Latrell's return. That being said, like with the break even, he's not going to plumb with a lot of cash, but you also wouldn't be quick to sort of play him in your 17 this week. Question from Dan. Torn on who to sell out of David Fafida and have narrowed it down to either... New South Wales Origin here, Keon Kloamatangi has six games left, all winnable. He says three round average of 56, five round of 63. Uh, that is very Keon. Like, every time people get hyped about him, the scores don't seem to come. He's got them in him, but consistency-wise, he doesn't. Or alternatively, Bateman, um, he says, Bateman, who is playing for a rabble, bracket size Tigers fans, but eight games left, similar scoring to KK average-wise. Now, look, I think of the two, if you've got decent squad depth and, you know, as you said, Bateman's got the extra games, which helps. If you think you'll need Bateman in those games and your depth is a little bit weak, just hold Bateman and and use the extra number, particularly this week. If you're short on numbers this week or short on quality, just hold Bateman. But of the two, I would be holding Kyle Matangi, despite saying that I don't think he's quite there as a super coach player on what we think he is. You know it, mate. The Bunny's getting back to full strength. They've got a great draw on the run home. There could be plenty of tries in there, some big scores. So uh, I'd be going, yeah, I'd be holding Kalamatani. Question from Kirk Cody or Muli Talo to Ponga? Or can we let Ponga go through to the keeper? First things first, you can look, let Ponga go to the keeper. I reluctantly will be, just because he's getting pretty expensive, which is fine. 
but uh, I'm thinking a Cody and Munster combo at 5-8, uh, and I'll get to fullback shortly for myself. But, yeah, if you can, don't sell Cody to him, but Mully Tarlow to Palmer, I think that looks like a great trade. Sammy Melhush, Isako to Ponga worth the trade. Yes, love that, mate. I think it's a great trade. Now, a question from Braden, which can probably tie into my trades. Hey, mate, is having two gun fullbacks only a must? A must, or is it okay to pair a fullback only gun with an Asako Garrick type to finish the season? Cheers, mate. Again, back to how your team's set up, depth wise. Depth and trade. If you're struggling for trades, cash, these sorts of things, and you need to store a few up, then yeah, it's fine to do. There's no knock on it. But I do think we should be aiming for these two high ceiling fullbacks for the run home because I still think it's the key position in Supercut, so I'll be doing that. Uh, Now my trades for this week. I saved a boost and we'll be looking at utilising it this round. I am eyeing off. I came in with a little bit of a war chest this week, so looks as though Dave Feeder, you would hope, plays even a minimum 60 minutes this week after limited minutes in Origin and the maximum four-day turnaround from Origin 3. I can go Tyrone Peachy to Fafida, Richie Kenner to Cam Munster at 5'8", to partner Cody Walker, provided, obviously, Cam Munster backs up. And then Jareen Bullard down to Tyrone Munro to free up some additional cash. This will also leave me $382,000 in my salary cap and eight trades left after the boost. What that will allow me to do next week is hopefully I'm switching Garrick down to fullback in the meantime for the week. Should hopefully allow me to go... Next week, Mitchie Moses over to Nathan Cleary. Now, for any Moses owners out there, I, like, I, I'm holding him this week, even if Nathan Cleary plays. I know there's a, a bit of debate over whether he will or won't. And obviously with the, the great matchup against the Dolphins for Cleary on return, but look, he's coming back from a hamstring injury, has a massive break even, and Mitchie Moses has been on a tear He'll be on a high after Origin and gets a Titans matchup, who are one of the leakiest defences in the NRL, if not the leakiest. Probably not anymore after a few big blowout scorelines lately. But yeah, so I'm holding Moses this week and aiming Moses to clearing next week for that pen to have a really good draw. And then hoping it's going to be pretty tight money wise if I can do it in one trade, but hopefully be okay to go Billy Smith to Latrell Mitchell, which would then be moving uh, Ruben Garrick back down to centre wing. So that would leave me six trades left for the following five, six weeks, whatever it might be. But depth-wise, my team is set up remarkably well across every position. The only one I'm a little light on, and I am light on, to be fair, is front row. It's been a very frustrating position all year, front row. So I have Tarpanay and Toru Harris there. I'm actually one player short this week in the front row. So I'm taking an auto emergency. Now, the other trade I'll probably look to make at some point is getting Payne Hassin, probably via Brendan Piacura or Jacob Preston, pending finances. Probably more likely to be Preston money-wise. And yeah, so I said uh, 
copping the AE this week. If Payne Haas was playing this week, I probably would have, I would have got him indefinitely. But it will mean my AE comes down to Billy Smith, Jacob Preston, or Brendan Pekura. So pretty happy with those three options in terms of, of where your AE goes. Skippers for the week, very tough, aren't they? With Nico Hines playing against the Warriors over in New Zealand. Of course, he's always the safe option. But I've got Mitchie Moses there, currently named as captain. He has said that great matchup against the Titans at the VC loophole due to being one short in the front row. So as it stands, I'm thinking vice-captain Cameron Munster uh, and then just tossing up the captaincy. Look, I think I'm just, I'll probably just play it safe and go with Nico Hines. But at the same time, sitting 4,000th overall, you know, probably worth taking a bit of a gamble of a play and hope that, you know, if the Mad Dog Munster doesn't go well in the game prior, maybe just go the high upside of Mitchie Moses because I do love that matchup with the Titans, even though I think in his awesome run of Supercoach form in the last couple of months, he got that 14 or 16 against the Titans, but that was that was just a weird game. So, yeah, anyway, that wraps it up for the Q&A podcast this week. As I said, I'll be back on deck and back in the country for all the uh, the podcasting normalities next week. Good luck, guys, in NRL Supercoach Round 20. Cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.